welcome to the 103rd episode of Sawdust Nation Podcast with your host, Nick from NPG Creations, that's myself, and Josh from North Country Woodworking. Nap is still on assignment this week, so he won't be joining us. By assignment, I mean he is still dealing with mover issues and does not have stable internet, a computer, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, you're stuck with me and Josh today. But anyway, we got some stuff to talk about. Anywhere ranging from being super busy and juggling the uh, the maker life, as well as uh, shipping, which Josh just told me about. <laughs> so I'm gonna kick I'm gonna kick it on over to Josh. Uh, you wanna you wanna go ahead and tell us what's going on in your shop and explain what happened with the sh- the shipping incident, if that's a. Yeah, we we could touch on that. Um, well, call out the customer guys, by name. Yeah, call no 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 no. We don't <laughs> want to do that. But uh, long story short, I know I've been crazy busy. I think all three of us have. Um, it's just that time of time of year, you know. Uh, Naps getting settled in, trying to work out his uh, new home and everything in life. Uh, Nick has been traveling and bouncing back and forth with life. And myself, it's just been crazy busy here. Um, I got some things happening at work that I'm working on, and I have some a uh, lot of different orders. It seems like I'm struggling to keep up with. And, uh, well, we could dive in there. I haven't been on Instagram because of all this. Uh, I've been trying to get some sleep here and there. And because of that, well, Instagram has been suffering. Uh, but I'm hoping to get back on the bandwagon here uh, this week into next and start posting again. You know, so I get my groove back. Um, but let's see. We're talking about shipping. So I shipped one of the biggest items I have thus far uh, this past week. It was due or is due on the 15th. Well, uh, the customer failed to tell me they needed it on the 15th, like they wanted it in their hand on the morning of the 15th. And with shipping, it doesn't quite work that way. So um, there was a miscommunication there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take fault for that because I should have clarified. Um, But I shipped it out and uh, they're wondering where it is because they want it tomorrow. So, because the ceremony is tomorrow, so they're a little bit bummed out right now. It isn't uh, its destination area. I'm hoping that tomorrow morning it gets delivered. Nothing happened to it, and back <laughs> on wood, and uh, you know they're able to use it during the ceremony. Um, this particular piece was a little bit different than the ones I built in the past. Um, it was a squadron patch that was subdued. I really wasn't a fan of the colors um, or the paint. I just I, I think I'm moving past the look of using acrylic paint and painting. Um, I want something sharper. I want something that looks like, like very clean. And it's either going to have to be done with acrylic, epoxy, or um, lamination of some sort. So, I don't know. I'm kind of processing that and trying to think that through. Um, I, I just want that professional look. And I... I there's a lot of people that could paint really well, but I don't know if I'm one of them. But anywho, long story short, uh, I got that out. Hopefully it gets delivered tomorrow morning and makes the customer happy. They seem to like the pictures. Um, so we'll see. Um, I have a order that I literally forgot about until tonight that is due tomorrow. Um, thankfully, it's a quick carve on the CNC, and then I get to hand it to them. Um, like I said, this has been one of those things where, like, been extremely busy um at work you know i'm getting piled on a whole bunch of stuff and i'll be moving positions but i don't know exactly when i found out i'll be located here for the next five years or so um to the ending of my career um so with that changing of jobs and some other uh fun stuff um i also hopefully will be finding out about my big raven job tomorrow so that's kind of weighing on my mind as well um like I said, we are just all busy. Um, it's my wife's birthday today, so I want to say happy birthday to her. She's again 25, looking great. And uh, that's that was another thing for today. Uh, my, my oldest has karate for two hours, and then it's her birthday, and then we record. So uh, it was a, it still is a full day, and uh, it's been interesting. Um, but in the shop, let's go back more to that. So I got this big uh, patch that I did that was subdued, right? They wanted eight pieces of the center uh, cut like a puzzle so they can put it together. And during the ceremony, um, eight of the leaders will be able to put it together. 
and then it forms a patch. So that was something that the laser came in clutch with, right? Because between the bandsaw and the laser, I would venture to say the laser has a uh, thinner curve than pretty much anything we have in the shop. So that's what I used, and it worked great. As I was painting it, I was putting it together. I actually hung it up on the wall and see how that worked. It worked great. Um, I was a little bit nervous on the dimensions because I did uh, the puzzle pieces as a uh, separate entity as actual carve. So I had to be pretty precise between uh, um, scene C and the laser. And I, like I said, I was a little bit nervous about that, but I left just enough of a gap where it's easy to put the pieces in, but it holds it pretty tight. So I, I'm pretty happy how that came out. The construction of it went through pretty well. Um, didn't have too many issues with that, which I'm thankful for. Um, I am pushing the CNC, I think, a little too hard sometimes by going a little too fast. That spindle has so much potential. The PWN 1.5 water-cooled spindle has so much potential and can cut so much faster than what a normal router can on that uh, setup with the X-Carve. And I tend to forget about the X-Carve's limitations. Um and I could definitely see the stepper motor struggling just a little bit with that. So I would definitely like to uh, like to replace the stepper motors at some point in time. But then again, if I get this uh, job from the Ravens, I would need I'm probably going to get a better, a bigger CNC anyway. So we'll see how this all works out. Um, wood prices and gas here are not helping uh, much. Um, I had a customer reach out and buy something at Etsy. And I had to inform them I'm willing to pay them back, but I can't cover shipping. Um, with this last job, when I shipped out, it cost me like $250. And I just, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> between the price cuts Etsy gets and everything else, it's just, it's been a struggle with pricing, especially as of late. Um, so I was lucky. The guy was a master sergeant. His retirement's in July. And we talked it over, and he's happy to cover shipping. He ain't going far. It's going to Maryland. And uh, it's one of those things that uh, I wasn't very proud of. Uh, I don't like Etsy for that very reason. Because, like, even though I have in my description, before you purchase this particular item, please contact me so we can work out and make sure that the price point, the estimate that I have on here will fit what you are looking for. And, unfortunately, he just went and bought it without reaching out. And uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm really highly considering moving everything to a website just so I can put the information on there so people can see it up front. Like, hey, I am active duty. You know, I have a normal job. This is secondary. You know, deliveries and stuff like that are subject to change based on my primary duties and similar stuff like that. Or like, hey, you know what? Uh, shipping prices are going up because of gas and this and that it's a better way I think to reach out to clients and I've had a lot of locals that are not necessary military ask for my stuff and they're looking for a website versus when I say Instagram or Etsy, I don't, it's not like I put them off, but you could tell they were expecting to have a website associated with what I do. And we've been talking about this off and on, Nick. I mean, it's been one of those things where I think almost every other episode has been mentioned. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, start looking at different sites to see what hosts are out there and um, maybe build a website and slowly get rid of Etsy or something. I don't know. Uh, maybe keep Etsy or keep both of them. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it's just it's more to manage. You know what I mean? You're, you're absolutely right. It's more to manage, but it's you could do with it as you will. Um, I, I think where I'm running into personally, and maybe you're running into it, I don't know, is people see what we're doing and how much we're putting out, and they're expecting that it's well, they expect it's full time. Yeah, I've got a lot doing. of a lot of assumptions on that. They're like, "Oh, you're still active duty?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I can't, yeah. I can't, I don't just like wake up in the morning and go work at the you know in the shop. I wish I could be that way." Oh. <laughs> I would have no problem meeting deadlines at that point. You know what I'm saying? Um, this one of the last builds, I literally worked on it until four in the morning and I was contemplating not going to bed. I slept for a couple hours, woke up and continued. Um, but it's what we have to do. This last weekend wasn't a weekend. I really don't remember the weekend. <laughs> 
like it, it was literally just working on projects to get them knocked out. Cause I did this weekend alone. I did that, uh, completed that patch project, got that sent out. I did 25 coins back and forth, uh, both sides. Um, I did two plaques for the 87th, uh, wing, uh, colonels. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I painted a sign that was the karate sign. They wanted the letters painted black because they liked the other one I did. Um, and I did uh, something else. I forget what it was. Um, helped my wife set up a couple projects. And I, uh, I oh, I f- finished or close to finishing uh, the plaque for the military working dogs. That's basically all CNC'd out, including all the lettering. And uh, so the negative space has been cleared. So everything's popping. And then I left the two spots for two pictures that they want engraved. And it's on Walnut, but um, I can't find the right exact right settings for the pictures. And I keep practicing. And I'm thinking I'm going to go back and actually turn the air off because I want it to burn darker. And I'm thinking for like a graving where you'd want it to burn darker. If I turn the air off, it's going to scorch a little bit more, giving it that little bit of a darker appearance. I haven't for tested what? this theory for the laser. For what? You know what? What's the material for walnut? For anything, really? Because I noticed when I burned with the diode, which I know is a different medium, or even the glowforge, everything was a little bit darker, and it didn't have the air blowing on it to basically prevent extra charring and stuff like that. I'm thinking if you engrave without the air assist, it will actually engrave darker than um. What why don't you just Why don't you just up your your power settings? Because you, you need that air assist to that helps it cut deeper. Yeah, but it helps it edge deeper. Uh, I, I know, mean, but you're going to end up charring the shit out of the edges and then you're going to do a, a, a bunch of sanding. So if you up your if you're percentage, cutting, but if you're just engraving, even if you're engraving, I've done that. I've done it. I believe me, I did it plenty with my with my uh, my old lays my old uh, 60 watt. Yeah, but so. I don't think turning the air. Well, so here's here's the only reason I would ever turn the air assist on off. And that's if I'm cutting or etching something and the air is blowing the piece around underneath it. If that makes sense, like yeah. if it's a lightweight piece and the air gets up underneath it and then lifts the piece and moves it, and then you know your whole zeroes off at that point. But when you're engraving pictures and stuff like that, engraving deep is not the answer. For every time I try to engrave deeper, it doesn't look quite right. I don't know, man. Have you tried? Have you tried the borax? I have not tried that yet. I was trying different combinations of other stuff. If you're um, also, if you're going to engrave, the best wood to engrave on is cherry wood because it's nice and black. I, I tried that as well. Um, I, uh, I tried some other mediums as well. And I have the freedom, basically, uh, as long as the pictures show up. So, like, I can cut a square and create the picture and glue it on, and they'll be fine with it because you can see the picture. Um, I just would really like to do it right on the walnut and call it a day. But, like, it's just so dark that it's, it's not really showing up like I, I would like it to. Um, but I'm just trying to work that out. Once what are you finishing out, it with? Um, this particular one is probably just going to be, uh, some oil or Odie's. It's one of the yeah. Odie's makes it super dark, man. Like the wood. So I noticed this. So if you make a plaque out of Od with walnut and you put Odie's on it, it almost drowns out the, the etch. No matter what you put on there, the Odie's gets it so dark. So what I found was walrus oil, the cutting board oil. Yeah. Keeps it light enough to where the etch still pops. Hmm. So, and it's easier to apply too, because you just take a, a paper towel and you get, you get the walrus oil on it and then you just smear it around. You know, you don't yeah, have to worry actually, about, Odie's is so thick, you know, you got to puff have, it in. I have a gallon of that and I have uh, a little bin. I actually, I utilize for plaques. I just kind of throw it in there. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I, I've noticed the same here and there. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't know. I, I want to get it right. So, and before carving on the piece, but uh, this upcoming week, I got to finish that. I have to finish a uh, realtor sign, basically saying, welcome to your new home um, for each sale. And that's due tomorrow. I got to get that knocked out tonight. Um, I have a small shadow box uh, due 
and a little uh, plaque that's due uh, Thursday, which I got to complete tomorrow. And then after that, uh, I have that big New Mexico job, and um, I have to finish the project for the maintenance squadron here by the 29th, which is basically a patch and some uh, oak frames, which I have to find a bit that's going to do the, the frames the way I want to. Um, but, yeah, I, the rest of the month shouldn't be that much. I do have little stuff popping up here and there, but it's not going to take long to get on the laser or the CNC. Uh, basically, you know, knock that stuff out. I'm working on trying to get stuff out of the shop as far as, like, uh, extra wood and stuff like that. I'm just trying to continue that process. I'm even burning some of the stuff I know I'm not going to use just because, well, I mean, it's just not going to be used. I have some oak uh, cookies that uh, I just weren't going to do anything with, so I, I burnt those up. And I'm trying to clear that back corner because if I do, I'll have more area for the uh, my tools and stuff back there, and more work area. I have some improvements I want to do now that I'm going to probably be here for a little while. And, uh, you know, the housing market isn't that great, so... We're going to stay here until that basically uh, clears up a little bit. So I'm not so worried about, you know, establishing myself in the shop like I have been this entire time. So uh, stability is definitely a little nice and answer to what we've been asking for this entire time. But uh, yeah, man, that pretty much wraps it up in the shop. Um, you know, like I said, the big takeaways from that is shipping, <laughs> uh, maybe possibly creating a uh, website. And then uh, we're looking for a better way to paint slash finish products that want to be uh, colored like a patch. Um, I know you have something sitting in your shop that might be better with that. Uh, but I don't know if you've done any work with this since you got You're talking it. about sublimation. Yes. Yeah. I haven't touched it in a minute. I've just been, I haven't had any, so I haven't really had a need to touch it lately. I invested. Like yeah, well, I inv I invested <laughs> in it and the and the printer and everything like that, and used it maybe once or twice, and um, it'll come in handy when I need it. But as of How right much now, the entire investment cost for that. Uh, I think everything together was like five hundred and fifty dollars. It was only five hundred fifty bucks. So three hundred dollars or three fifty four hundred dollars for the printer and the ink and the paper. And then um, one hundred and twenty-five or hundred dollars for the for the press. How big can it print? Uh whatever a regular sheet of paper is, like eight uh, by ten okay. or nine by eleven, whatever that is. You, is that gonna ever bite you in the butt, or you, can you, you just do like? No, I only like, got it to do smaller things. Larger items, larger items, I can reproduce other ways. I think would be more. I don't know. It would probably look better if I did it out of acrylic like a logo or something like that. So the larger the item is, the easier it is to make it out of acrylic. The smaller it is, it's more of a pain in the ass because you can only cut so small and have it stick to the, the piece that it's going into. You know what I mean? True. Uh, question about the acrylic, though, is what if you want a patch but not shiny? Uh, you could get matte or you could spray paint your stuff matte. I mean, you could get Take matte acrylic. acrylic. <laughs> No, uh, oh, I guess you could. I never even thought of that, to be honest. Um, when I think of acrylic, I always think of the shiny stuff that we use. But Yeah, um, I mean, I, I will use matte every now and then. Like, I use matte for a couple different things, but nothing – I haven't incorporated it into – like, people like shiny, man, especially if it's hanging on a wall in an office. That's what – unless it – I don't know. I haven't run into anybody who's like, yeah, dude, I don't want it to shine. <laughs> Well, you know I mean? if it's like, say, my patch I just did, say I was going to do a 29 by 29 inch uh, patch, I wouldn't want it all shiny acrylic because if it hung in someone's office, it might start a fire based on you know, the light bouncing off that baby. But um, I don't know. I, I think there's a place for, you know, gloss, matte, and uh, what's the third one there? Satin. <laughs> Satan. Yep, Satan. Um, <laughs> But I mean, like it's all preferences. Uh, I do like some things in matte. Um, I do like some things in gloss. But I think I like flat, that. flat black is super, super cool for like tactical stuff. Like if you're mm -hmm. 
like a subdued flag or whatnot, flat black is the way to go. But I haven't really come across any squadron logos or anything, any signs that I've made where Matt would have been like choice. Well, most of them were not subdued. This particular one goes on OCPs and it had all the subdued colors, like, you know, like all drab green and like, uh, like very burnt red and like, uh, almost like a brownish green around the outside, um, and black. Like, it, there was no colors there to really pop. Even painting, like I said, painting them was kind of, I don't know. I, when I paint acrylics or a uh, sign like that, it's nice doing bright colors because it really makes the piece pop. Um, when it's subdued, it just, I just, I don't know. I, I didn't personally like it myself, but that's enough about my stuff. We talked about my shop for quite a while, dude. Um, what's going on with yours? Oh man, I've been slammed. I've been turning work down left and right. I've been, <laughs> I don't know if you remember Mr. Thames, but I was pushing mm-hmm. people his way. You know I've been pushing people your way. I can't use Nap anymore. I can't give Nap business because he's out of commission right now. By the way, he's uh he's he's waiting on his household goods to get delivered. So Oh yeah, I know. I've been talking yeah, to him. It's, he's kind of like dead in the water until he gets his stuff. But um yeah, yesterday so I came back from I was I went to Illinois last week for the entire week, which kind of threw a wrench in my 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 workload, but you know. If Uncle Sam says you got to go, you got to go. So I went. Yeah. And then I came back and I hit the ground running. Um, well, Sunday I spent with the family. And then Monday was yesterday. I immediately went to the lumber yard and I had to take the kids with me. Um, my wife was working, but I took the kids to the lumber yard. They hated it. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> hated it. <laughs> Are we leaving yet? Are we done? How much more? How much more wood do you need? Anyway, I know, right? So I loaded up, uh, came home, and started. Uh, you know, I I I, t- I bribed the kids. I was like, if you you know, if you're quiet and good, and you don't do anything bad while we're we're out and you know shopping for stuff that I need to get, then I'll I'll take you to the pool. So I took them to the pool. Um, then I got in the shop. I got a large sign finished. I made a, um, it's on my Instagram. I did like a little bit of a tutorial and I did it for home tech. Mm-hmm. That's the, um, this it's a, a flash for uh full bird Colonel, whether it be like an air force cop Colonel. Anyway, that's on my Instagram. Check it out. I, I really liked the way that the mirrored acrylic turned out. Uh, I was going to go ahead and use, like a silver, or I was even gonna thinking about using the, the um, was it that aluminum skin that I put on acrylic and then cut it out? But then mm-hmm. after I did the, after I after I cut into the the mirrored acrylic, I was like, this is gonna be this is gonna be fire, you know, this thing is gonna be legit. So I'm glad I did. I used like sparkly blue for the blue background, and then you so you can't always use like. I found that you kind of have to like toggle in between. Um, going full glitter and and full shine, and back into like uh, regular colors. So the the border was just plain yellow, and the background for the letters was just plain white. But all the blue was like sparkly navy blue, which was cool. And then the the um the bird was uh, that mirror finish, which was pretty cool. All right, so finished that up last night. I uh, I started doing some prep work for today. I I had an appointment today to go. Get, go to a dental appointment and I ended up getting stuck due to an active shooter event. <laughs> it was, Oh, that's where yeah, you so were? I was at, yeah, I was in the, I was in the dentist office. I was waiting to go back and get my teeth cleaned. And, uh, they're like, they're like, Oh, everybody back into the closet. Go, go, go. And I'm like, Oh in the closet. yeah. So like we had to go back into like this back room yeah. and chill out until the police could clear the, the scene. Um, it was, you know, I was like, man, I am definitely rescheduling this appointment. Like I'm not going to stick around. Was that you? Bald. Huh? Something was banging. Maybe it was my kids. Anyhow. Uh, oh, that's, I know what that is. I don't, yeah. I think my wife just pulled back in the driveway. Anyway, sorry. I got cam. I got cameras all over the house now, like on the outside. 
because um, quick story before I left, my wife was like, I I carry a weapon with me just in the car when I'm out and about, not when I'm going to the base, but whatever. And I always bring it in at night and make sure that it's, you know, cleared, safe and cleared before I, I bring it inside the house and I store it properly inside a safe and all that. And my wife's like, why are you, why do you bring it in and out? You just need to leave it in your car. And I was like, because that's what, what happened? Like people are looking for that stuff when they, they, they break into cars, you know, that's the kind of thing that'll get you in trouble. So, uh, <laughs> that night I woke up the next day on my way to work and Kelly was like, did you go through my car this morning? I'm like, no, I just jumped in mine and left. She's like, somebody went in my car last night and got into my glove box, got into my center console and threw stuff everywhere. And I was like, Oh, almost like they were looking for a weapon. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So got to be a hard target on that one. Anyway, but we're not a force protection podcast. We are a woodworking podcast. Anyway, so after I broke free today from my uh, shelter in place, um, you know, once they made the all clear, came home, started working. Um, I've I've got so much stuff stacked up, man. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely like once I started adding the invoices, like I'm like, mm-hmm. golly, I'm busy until August. So I I stopped taking orders from any, like people are messaging me like, hey, I need I have a retirement coming up. I'm like, well, when is it? Because if it's before August and it's not, it's not happening with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, apparently, people get upset when you can't work for them. I don't I don't know. I've definitely run across that a couple of times where you're like, I can't do that in that time frame. And they're like, why not? Yeah. You're supposed to drop everything you're doing for some people. Well, I, so there's, there are reasonable rush orders. Yes. Well, sometimes even unreasonable rush orders, but when you're at full saturation, there's absolutely no way in, in Hades that you can, you can put anything off any further because you're pushing timeline now. And I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely pushing timeline on at least three projects. So I'm going to pull a rabbit out of my hat and get it, uh, get them all done. Uh, I made a flag today and it's an exact replica of a flag that Nat make made. I'm sure he'll love that. <laughs> no. So he knows about it. Cause the lady that ordered it from me always ordered through him. And she's like, I want one like this. Exactly. And I was like, well, all right. (laughs) I mean, anyway, so that's done. I'll drop that off on Thursday. That's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, right before the podcast, I was, I went and did some panel glue ups. Dude, I was fastest glue ups I've ever done in my life. I got three, three flags glued up. Uh, or three panels glued up to to carve flags into. I did it in fifteen minutes. Talking about talking about joint the edge edge joint, and then run through the table saw to make them parallel. Throw them on some some clamps with the glue, and then tighten them down. Get them ready to go. They're sitting on my table saw right now. So dripping all over it. <laughs> no, I so I wipe them. I wipe every everything oh, okay. up after I'm done. Because I, I don't like I don't like scraping like glue drips and stuff. That's that's a pain in the butt. Um what else did I, there's a lot of stuff. Uh I got a question for you. Nap made I don't know if we should get into this. Ah, we're gonna get into it. Nap made a sign. It's on his Instagram. I don't know if he told mm-hmm. you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he made a sign for the people at work before he left. And it's a beautiful sign made with a whole bunch of different woods and all that stuff. And then the people were like, we want to get like a little placard to hang from it with the person's name on it. But Nap was already gone. So they came to me and I was like, well, I'll do it, but I don't know if Nap's going to like it for one. For two, how bad do you want it? Because if I don't do it, are you just going to go to somebody else? And they're like, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just going to go to the other, the, the, uh, the ripoff place to get a, a little placard made. I was like, all right, I'll just do it then. Cause I did it in like cherry wood. And yeah. um, I think nap felt some type of way about that. I felt bad for nap, but at the end of the day, what do you feel about people adding stuff to your project 
whether it be underneath it or around it, but not on top of it. So a while back, <clears throat> I actually did this to someone else's piece. Um, someone ordered a flag from someone else, and they wanted some wording on the bottom. Um, but I think the other individual couldn't do it, or they just didn't do it. I don't know the, the story behind it. And I didn't know who made it because, well, there was no make or mark. I, the guy didn't tell me. But I went ahead and added um, that piece to the uh, the clients per the client's request. I personally, if I know who made the piece, will reach out to the person, give them the opportunity um, or, you know, help them or, you know, let them help me design it because it is their piece. They might have a special uh, um, idea for additions. Uh, but in at least my predicament, there was no way of reaching out to that, uh, you know, that maker. So I just went ahead and did it. Um, I, I don't even think I charged the guy for it, to be honest with you. It was just some littering. Um, but it depends, man. If I know the person I'm going to reach out, um, you know, just like a couple of things I've done for you, um, through the shipping incidents, I'm going to reach out, ask you what you want done with it and, you know, tell you what I'm going to do, get approval. Um, just because for me, that's like a common courtesy. Um, I mean, in your predicament, I, I wasn't there. Um, you know, nap is set up. Um, but I, when did they ask you? Was it after he left? Yeah, it was like it was he left like three days before, and yeah. it was literally the day before I was going to leave to go to Illinois. So I was like, if it's gonna happen, it's gotta because ha- it only took three minutes to etch it, but every all my equipment's at home. I'm like, if it's gonna happen, it's gotta happen now, you know what I mean? Otherwise. Yeah. I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. Honestly, I don't think there's a right answer. Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I don't think there's a right answer um, because it's either you go ahead and do it. You do it the way you think it's going to be best. You get it to the client per their request. Um, or you reach out and it takes time and you do it per the maker's request. Um, you do what you have to do. Um, it sucks on both ends. So what uh, about what, rock in a hard place? So. What okay? So what about here's here's where I'm at, right? So yep. after if I made something and it was shipped, or if it was sent off to the customer, right? And it's physically impossible for me to touch that piece again within a timely manner. And that customer wants something done to it. If another maker does whatever, that's fine for me. I don't care. Excuse me. It's your it's your piece now. You like you paid for it. it. You, I don't really care. You paid for it. You own it. Just, you know, don't tag me. Don't tag me in it then. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're going to post pictures of it. Um, that's the same thing. Like you buy a car, you can paint it whatever color you want. Um, it's just going to be different than the manufacturer's paint. But at the same time, um, there is a difference between disrespecting someone's work. I feel like if I bought uh, let's say I bought a mallet from you, Josh. And I was like, man, you know what? I think I'm going to laser etch a whole bunch of designs on it. And then, then claim, you know, I don't know. I, I just, something I wouldn't do because it's your artwork. Right. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not in the market to go ahead and just alter other people's work. And I don't, I feel like I did it in the most easy, like the, easiest way to separate it from altering his work as possible which was a hanging placard from underneath you know what i mean it was underneath so the end of the day i i apologize to him i felt i felt bad that he got upset about it but uh you know i I wish he was here to to talk about it some more um hopefully you'll be here next week and we can revisit it um I'm kind of like in the middle of both of you guys on this because like I can see your point of view and I can see his point of view. Um, and I, on, on theirs, they had time to come to him before he left. They did. They definitely did. But you know, it's, uh, it's, it, that is not, that is not no factor here. Let's, let's look at it this way. If you're selling something, all right, you no, delivered, I, I you delivered a product yeah. and the customer wants what the customer wants. They're going to do it either way. Would yeah. you rather have somebody that you know do it behind your back 
or like and and do it with quality or would you rather have some or some a-hole mess it up and like make it look like like garbage like if i to put a pine sign underneath that thing could you match it oh, he would have had a heart attack he would have had a heart attack oh my gosh i use cherry woods but he would have had a heart attack if i put like construction next time you, use, you gotta use ebony ebony i'm i'm gonna use a two by four next time <laughs> anyway oh we love you now like if you ever added a two by four to my piece man like i couldn't even imagine uh but just what what if i bought something from you and then tossed it in the fire you long as you pay me i don't care what you do exactly right that's what i'm saying man as long as you pay I mean, me i don't care you need another one in the fire I'd be like, okay, you're at four. Yeah, but like, hey, you need another one? You you know, you burnt the old one. You need a new one? Same price. Yeah, now I'm going to charge you double. <laughs> no, I don't, it depends what it is, man. I mean, like, to be fair, he spent a lot of time on that. That was like his pride of joy, his last piece leaving in San Antonio. So it, it probably had a little bit more of emotional attachment than most of the pieces he's done. Emotions uh, in a glass box of emotion. Well, I mean, think about it, man. It, PCSing is is hard. Not only is it like financially hard, hard in the family. You're leaving a place you lived, people that you've been hanging around for, you know, number of years, um, and then you're moving into a place you have no idea how that's gonna, you know, pan out for you with the people, the area. Um, it's both exciting, you know, and it's both uh, stressful. So, I mean, like to be fair, it, it could just been a, a combination of all that. I'm not yeah. gonna speak for him. I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, I've never been in the predicament where I've had to PCS and do a last project for the squadron or the area I worked in. So I cannot speak to something I have not experienced. I got, I got a question for you. What's up? Have you ever made a generic plaque and had somebody else make the nameplate for it and put it on, dude? I tell you uh, what, you- that's that's a good business to get into because I have the sa- I have. Uh, the CR unit over where you're at. Yeah. They ordered a bunch of plaques that all said the same thing, but they wanted to get like the little two by three plates uh, at the at the uh, whatever store is on base there, and they were just gonna etch the person's name and the dates on it. This way, they could have a bunch of plaques on hand and didn't have to like scramble to order anything and make sure everybody got the same thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, they weren't given. Smart, yeah. So I. I I know that's like we're kind of shifting now. I want to shift into like I think that's smart business as as far as promoting that kind of that kind of plaque and you can do it in bulk. And this way you get large orders and start producing more pieces of just repeatable things. You know what I'm with, saying? With the equipment that you're getting, that's the smart move. I like that kind of stuff too because like for the hammers. I get order for the hammer. I have blanks already set up. And when I get time and I'm already out there, I'll start doing the 45 degree cuts and put the, uh, I'll basically set it up. So I have to grave, drop the coin in epoxy and I'm done. What, what if, what if the unit did this? What if that unit that ordered those hammers had everything done to them minus the name and the dates and they put a small little metal plaque on there afterwards like a not a plaque a nameplate so well, all you, you did mean. would but would that work for your particular for your particular not for that 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 would be the way that I've set that up was the way I set it up because of the equipment I had and because of that the template for it and what is what they really like um it's not really set up in that manner now for the handle I do have handles that say bring the hammer already on them and basically shaped and ready to go. Like I said, I already have the heads shaped and basically the coin space uh, ready for it to go. Um, I actually was talking to their commander uh, yesterday about getting uh, order for uh, a hammer. And I'm like, hey, since I have you on the phone, why can't I just get like five or ten coins? You guys have to come to my house every time you order versus me just having a stockpile of coins. In, I guess in the army, this is kind of going off subject, but uh, in the army, they have to account for the coin. So they give out a coin, they have to like write it down. So uh, he's working on that to see in his regs if that's an option. But 
Yeah, I, I, I like those hammers for that reason. They're quick. I can get them out knocked out fairly easy. Um, the plaques I did for the 87th, uh, two kernels, um, they, which I had really good feedback on. I actually got people from the JAG reaching out for me here now. <clears throat> um, but uh, those, are, those are the same thing. Like, uh, they're all the same. The only difference is the placard. So I can, if, say, they're going to order, like, uh, 10 next month, I can go ahead and make the 10 and wait on the information. And the information's on the little cherry plaque, and I just throw it in the laser, and it takes a couple yeah, that's what Yeah, like, that's what I mean, man. So. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, that's easy. Easy peasy. Yeah. You have a repeatable project that's easily customizable at the last minute. And that's that's what I try to achieve with with most of the stuff I do. A lot of it is customized, but I keep the file and I keep it in such a way that I can, if someone likes it, I can replace it with their information, maybe adjust a few things and go. Um, yeah. I always save my files, definitely. Oh, yeah. Because you know how many times I've gotten, well, my computer's crashed a few times, but I've been able to pull files off the majority of them. Um, but I save all my files and I have them in a, like a database and mm-hmm. like, um, I've had people be like, okay, I want this logo and this logo combined with this shape plaque and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I already have all my stuff from previous jobs that I've either bought, yeah. made myself converted, um, or whatnot. So that just makes life easier. I think for me, instead of searching it every time, you know what I mean? Yeah. For everybody, I got to do better about labeling mine. One of the issues I have is my organization when it comes to files, because say I do a project in Lightburn and I'm doing one up real quick and I'm doing a couple at a time. I don't really name it in such a way where it's easy to find like three weeks down the way. You know what I'm saying? I name it something quick, fast that I can just save it. So I don't lose the file of my, you know, battery dies or what have you. Um, that's something in the future I want to kind of work on. Like, you know, Dude. having a short explanation on there and maybe. So my desktop has files like folders that I made yeah. and I keep military ranks in one yeah. and then you click yeah, open that. Those, yeah. And then you have all the files with like army, Navy, air force, Marine Corps, whatever coast guard, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then like military units, I have each one and it's all like searchable by numerical order. So, you know, like 101st Airborne comes after 82nd, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. But what I do is I do so many darn jobs that I do what you do, but I always label it what it is and save it to my desktop. This way, that I, like once a month, I'll go through and I'll just sort out my desktop and drop it into file folders that it needs to go to. And I think mm-hmm. if you sat down and did that once a month or once every two months or whatever, I think you'd be a lot, you know, a lot more organized on because you can lose computer that you've you've saved oh, over and over again. Yeah, I I, I do it. I just uh, I usually get tired of it every six months and I go through it all. But I like to do something that's a little bit easier because instead of spending a day on the computer doing it, I can do it. You know, like you said, every week spend that, maybe that, ten minutes. That's another thing. So if I have the Lightburn file as well, so like mm-hmm. I already imported into Lightburn. Sometimes you have an SVG or a scalable vector graphic and you need to do a little work to it in Lightburn to get it the way you need it to be. So once I save it into Lightburn, it's saved as a Lightburn file as well as I have an SVG yeah. as well as I have the the JPEG and the JPEG is usually shows up on the screen, so I can have like visual. You can actually set up your folder, and this is for basically anyone, uh, 3D printing wise, or for um, any kind of uh, pretty much almost any file type. There's ways to set it up so you can view the file when uh, you need to. So, like, I have on my desktop, I have like cut file folder, laser folder, you know, uh, work CNC what have you, and I have a Lightburn folder, which we're talking about right now, and in my view plane, I can I can see what that, that is based on how I've set up my uh, my computer. Apps and stuff you can download that helps do that. I have that set up for my uh, 3D printer as well because I noticed when I was doing my 3D printing stuff, um, 
it was a lot easier just to be able to see what it is um, and the icons even pop up as what it is. So uh, and all I did is search on Google and I figured it out that way. Um, but yeah, it's the organization, especially when you start dealing with a lot of files is important. Dude, um, uh, I got a question for you. Did you so, see the career atlas that I made? I don't think I have. So it's on my Instagram. I but Is it recently? Uh let me look. I think I think I posted it recently. But uh, recently, I, I apologize to anyone out there. Um my Instagram presence has been withholding. You know, it's not on there. I gotta post it up there. I'll send you a picture of it now, okay? But check yeah, it out. Make sure it's so, actually what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's gonna be my career atlas. Oh, you know, while while we're on here, and uh, I want to mention this too, because I've been there's a couple of people and a couple of things that have happened over the last couple of weeks that uh, I've been wanting to mention, and I just haven't. Every time we're on the podcast, since we got a moment, you're sending me your special picks. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and mention Victor from One Design. He's doing it, ladies and gentlemen. He's creating a CNC from scratch, and he's doing a fantastic job. Um, he's been updating us on his progress. I'm actually looking at some <laughs> uh, a photo now, and I'm telling you, I am jealous. It is looking and coming out fantastic. Um, if you're not following him, you need to follow him and see his progress on that. That is that is something that you need to be checking out. Um, the second person I've been forgetting to mention, and I, it's bad on me, is uh, a local maker here that I work with here and here and there. I've mentioned him a couple of times. His name is Matt, uh, Cape and Prairie Wood Designs. This guy, he reached out to me a long time ago, well, it feels like a long time ago, where I did some uh, inlays for him and some uh, templates. And it's one of those, uh, you know, I do jobs for him. He helps me out here, back and forth. But I actually got my drum sander fixed. The part that I broke in two, um, he had a friend weld up for me, and I installed it, and I got it working and actually utilized it this past weekend, which helped shave down a lot of time with some of the projects I had. Um, though it's going to be a work trade, I actually could do a graving on a table for a boat here coming up whenever he gets it to me. But uh, regardless, uh, <laughs> I got a tool that, you know, usually is a, you know, $2,500 purchase um, fixed and it's up and running. So I'm eternally grateful. I like the maker network. I like utilizing it, doing a uh, job for job. I think that's the way it should be personally, but um, yeah. It's uh, if you haven't checked him out, check him out too. He's on Instagram and he's making some pretty cool stuff as well. I actually did a shop visit uh, a week or two ago and it's a pretty impressive setup. I got to see firsthand the fusion, uh, the sprayer, uh, was it uh, Pro 3? And uh, I saw how that his setup worked and his thoughts with uh, about that sprayer in particular. Um, he told me that he liked it. It would be the lowest grade that he would go, though. Uh, be anything higher for this next purchase. But um, he had a whole spray booth and everything set up. Um, so, I, I first of all, I want to say thank you to those people for keeping us updated. What's going on in the shop? Uh, you know, helping us out, and then encourage those around. Go see other makers around you. Uh, it's worth it. Go to other maker shops. Hang out. Have that conversation. Check out their shops, their layouts. It's definitely worth it. I'll get off that soapbox, and I did get your pictures. And I will say, my friend, you did an outstanding job for what I can see. So, although appreciated, I'm offering this idea up to you as really a that. as a money maker, as a, a new project that you can make that's super freaking easy, especially with the laser bed that you have. Mm-hmm. And so, folks, if you don't know what I'm talking about, a career atlas, especially for folks in the military, would be something when you go to retire, if they can't see it, I'll yeah. post it on Instagram later. But it would be so folks that travel around the world or even just the United States um, a lot would have this presented to them at their retirement or their separation, whatnot. Um, it's 
it's an, a laser etched atlas of the world. And below there's a key and the key states all the places they've been either stationed to or deployed to or TDY or time they spent while they're in the military. So it shows, and, and it's all in chronological order too. So you have dates, you have uh, the location and like a number next to it. And on the actual map, the number is, you can laser etch the number on the country or on the location where you were. So if somebody was like, huh, I didn't know that you were, you went to Siberia, where's Siberia? And they just look for that number on the map and they find it and boom, that's where you were. So I think it's a pretty cool idea. I, I, I'm sure it's been done before, but I would like to claim credit for it. Um, I'm super excited. It got presented this past week to uh, one of my former coworkers, but um, yeah, yeah, Man, have at it, Hoss. Yeah, I definitely. Uh, I might. I like. I might do that for myself when I get out. Um, and <laughs> it's actually. Hey, you know what, dude? You know what you should do. You should do it do for, for yourself myself. when you get out. <laughs> that's a good idea. I think I'm going to take that from you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where we make all these things, right? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, I don't have – I have like five years left, give or take. And you have less, I know, and then naps behind us. But, like, when I retire, I want something. But what do you – like, in the, every time it makes them, I'm like, do I want that? Nah. Do I want this? Mm, it's just one of those things. Um, but I really, I actually really like this one. I, I really like this idea. Uh, it's simple. It's clean looking. I love the cherry they use. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's some great grain structure to it. Um, and I don't know. I that might be it. I mean, I've been all over. So all around the world, and I, 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 I can't find my baby. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to blow someone's mind out there. So I'm from upstate New York. You know, obviously in the military, I've been all over Asia. I've been pretty much all over Europe, you know, for the most part, United States. But I have never been to Canada. Oh, dude, that's the easiest That's the easiest commonwealth to go to. I know. But I, that usually it's one of those things where like I grew up right next to it and always planned on going. It just never went. And then I joined the military and like I've flown over Canada. I've just never landed. So. You know where I've my favorite place I've ever been is just because of the name Banger. I'm serious. Actually, no, Banger is a good place to go. They have great seafood. Um, I mean, like we stayed there once. We stayed in like a lodge. It was pretty nice. Did you know that Banger, yeah, Banger, Banger Airfield (laughs) and Banger, Maine was the largest air terminal in the world at one point in time um, back in World War II because that was the last fuel stop before all of the aircraft headed over to Europe um, that were that were fighting the war in uh, in Europe. I did know that. I mean, I am on a tanker, so I, I know a little bit of that history, but. Oh yeah, I uh, forgot they got tankers up there. Well, that's a one thirty-five. That's a long ago, man. Yeah, they have a one thirty-five. Uh, we actually work with them quite often, but uh, yeah, uh, dude, yeah, that's that's an amazing piece. I definitely, if anything, uh, I might do one for myself. I see. That's another issue. Is like you probably had the same thing. Is time prevents me from actually. I have a lot of different ideas I want to go ahead and knock out and throw on Etsy or web page. And I just haven't got to able to develop or even do a test piece. Dude, um, I'm telling you, man, if somebody comes to you and they're like, I don't know what, I don't want a big shadow box. I'm not into that stuff, but I've been to a lot of places. Be like, look, bro, I got you. This is what, check this idea out. And you spit it, man. And then you can, yeah. they'll pay you. They will pay you to sit down and design it. For yourself, your own, you know, your own design, and then they'll give you all the information, and it's something you could advertise forever. Yeah, it's a great idea. I like um, the number system is pretty sweet. Um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna edit the number system to I'm gonna actually put like little pogs or little little like uh, numbered uh, what do you call it? like little cutout cherry rounds or whatever. 
where the place because I think the numbers kind of get lost in the on the map. That was my next statement. Is basic. I like the numbers, but I feel like when I and I'm looking at a picture too, so it is different. It is kind of lost within the map itself because yeah. of the lines and whatnot. Um, or but, you could do little drill holes. And you put little like pops, not popsicle sticks, little uh, toothpicks in there with the flag. You could do that, or you could just do a little drill, a drill hole, or have the laser, uh, you know, basically burn a little bit and put a little bit of uh, red epoxy in. Yeah, you could do that. Put your because uh, I mean, honestly, like, like it's I like the numbers because it like it shows you exactly where and what it is, but I mean like. For the most part, people know the geography enough where, like, you'd be uh, surprised. Can... <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> There's one the Air Force. Like... What do you say we wrap it up, Josh? Let's wrap it up. Uh, we'd love to thank our sponsors. A huge thanks goes out to PWNCNC. Uh, Daniel over there is hard at work in his workshop developing new and improved items, uh, especially new items for that spindle kit. So, Check them out, pwncnc.com. If you want 5% off your order at pwncnc.com, use promo code SAWDUSTNATION981, and that's 5% off everything, your entire order. So, uh, yeah, do that and tell them Nick sent you. And then uh, next up, I want to thank Total Boat. Thanks for your continued support. Uh, Total Boat has some great epoxy. Check them out, totalboat.com. And for a promo code, we can give you 10% off but you're going to have to go ahead and shoot us a DM if you want to get that promo code. All right, and our affiliate, I want to thank Omtech for being Omtech. They make some great stuff. Check them out. If you're looking at getting a laser from Omtech, hit us up. We'll steer you in the right direction, and you can use our little code, and that will support the podcast. And last but not least, thank you to Makerstock.com. Check them out for all the acrylic the um the veneers and the baltic birches and all that stuff they got some great stuff i buy all my acrylic through them i i hands down will not buy it from anybody else because they they're the bee's knees but sawdust 10 will get you 10 percent off it's a one-time promo code but sawdust 10 will get you 10 percent off that order um but yeah and if you want to get a hold of us go ahead and talk to josh josh uh go ahead and reach out to either Nick Knapp or I, and you can do that by reaching out on Instagram profiles and the Knapp at Knapp Study Works LLC. Um, hopefully, he'll be joining us this next week. Uh, we have Nick from MPG Creations and myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. We're all on Instagram, but if you want to reach all three of us or you know, be surprised who reaches out, go ahead and do it on the Soda Station Podcast uh, Instagram page. Um, like I said, any of us could reach out to you, and uh, it's part of the fun, though. You never know. Um, we also have our email, which you can reach out uh, at podcast at gmail.com. And there you can send voice clips, you can send pictures, you can send, uh, you know, just have a conversation through email. We'd love to hear from you and, uh, you know, air your voice on the podcast with those voicemails. But the best way to interact with this podcast and us has to be being a Patreon in the third tier. Every time we record, every time we pretty much do anything that we're going to release, you have full access. You get to watch it live. You get to interact. You get to basically drive how the podcast goes through questions and topic ideas. And it also paves the way for us to do bigger and better things for the podcast and our Patreons and our listeners, such as our last giveaway to the 100th. And I oh, yeah. that, that is on Instagram. If you're still waiting for your 100th episode stuff, uh, if you won, I'm sorry. I'll get it out ASAP. <laughs> I know I keep saying that, but it's co- it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And if you forgot what you won, it is on Instagram and on YouTube. And you can watch the episode of all three of us being together for the first time and probably the last time for a while because now we're all kind of spread out. But um, with that, uh, if you want to rate us on iTunes, you can go and rate us five stars. Every other option is broken. And if you do try, my cat will find you, as uh, AJ reminded you a couple episodes ago. Um, in all truth, we just want to get the feedback from you. That way we can get better. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons we have so many outlets for you to reach out and uh, get a hold of us. So if you have any suggestions, don't worry. Just send us what you think, good or the bad. And we'll take in consideration for the next episode or episodes. Anyway, moving on. Final words, Nick. All right, folks. So just like always, take care of yourselves and each other. And remember, 
when you mix Josh. Thank you for tuning in for the 103rd episode. Stay out of the petting zoo and tune in to our podcast. Every Thursday is when it gets released. You know, listen to it when you're making a cup of coffee, when you're going to work in the gym, in the shop. Hell, listen to it at work. Turn it up. You know, any kind of uh, makers or woodworkers out there, you know, let them know about us. You know, spread the word. Uh, more people that listen to the podcast, the better uh, downloads we get, which means we can do bigger and better things for you later on. Um, and with that, we're going to let you guys go. Have a great week. And uh, Southern Nation out. Yeah, we're out. Audi 5000. We're going to go get some poutine. No, it's a French fries and gravy, dude.